The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Welcome to it Thursdays here at Hale Varsity Radio. We're powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbel. Hope you're doing all right. Hope you're staying bundled up. If some of you are in warmer climates, good for you. I am jealous. Roll call. Let's get it off our chest. Brennan, a second consecutive day in first. Tuck has checked in at number two. Mark is sitting front row as he writes like Dylan last night at the vault. Uh, In at four is Mike. Mike checks in on the stream. And then uh, you have Matt W. getting in here with uh, the fifth spot. So you want to get your name on the radio slash uh, YouTube channel. Uh, Be one of the first five for roll call as uh, we salute you for checking in early. 489-1240 numbers to get in with Hale Varsity Radio. And can find us on YouTube, the YouTube channel with Hale Varsity. Subscribe to that. Watch the show with the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed. Busy thoughts this first hour. Plenty of room for you to get in. 800-825-5865. We'll check in with Brandon Vogel from Counter Reed. In hour two, we were not working as we've been badgered about that Tuesday. So Mitch Sherman from The Athletic will be with us in hour two. Uh, we'll spend time with Gary Barnett later on in the 5 o'clock hour. Then we'll get some NFL thoughts for your weekend wagers. Uh, Burke's best bets. Danny Burke will round out the show. You can email chris at halevarsity.com. So you have some portal things we'll get to, some in-state offers we'll dive into with Nebraska football, some really talented prep prep kids for the 2025 class. But basketball on our mind. So what fan base would you liken Nebraska basketball to? Think about a pro sports fan or another fan base you are a part of or you know about. I mean, is it is it fair to go Cub fan pre-World Series? And, and we're not talking about winning or getting to a Final Four or a national championship for Nebraska basketball, but just the, the, the passion and uncertainty that exists with Nebraska basketball fans. They want it so bad, and I love you for it, because growing up in Lincoln, I got to see those great years with Nebraska and Danny Nee and some monster wins. Uh, a tweet last night from Dickie V where, for Kisei Tomanaga. Uh, shouting him out it was 30 years ago and I didn't want to I've only interviewed Dick Vitale once but Dick Vitale would get there early the student section would crowd in at Devaney and Vitale would shoot free throws and he and he would shoot till he missed and he hit 30 in a row it was against Kansas it was ABC Terrence Badgett had a kind of a throwaway dunk that that let the place erupt and 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 Dickie V got the mic 
<laughs> before this free throw contest in, in 92. He's like, hey, man, I'm just down the road from Bradenton. You're going to love that freshman quarterback you got coming in named Tommy Frazier. And then, lo and behold, you know, fast forward 30-plus years, here's uh, Dylan Riola with uh, the uncle and the AD flanking left and right like he's in the shotgun. So pretty pretty monumous, mon- monumental moment last night for Nebraska. How, what are you doing with this win? Let's just start there. What are you doing with this win for Nebraska basketball? Is it a statement win for you with where this basketball team is? Or is it just a nice win? Get back to me after Wisconsin. Get back to me after Purdue. Well, to get back to your original point, Schmitty, what what team professional would you compare this Husker basketball team to? Are you going to go soccer on me? I am not. I am going to go the Cleveland Browns of the past 30 years. Okay. There is no reason. You realize Cleveland made it to the AFC Championship game pre-Baker shoulder injury in 18, I think. Yeah, and Nebraska made it to the NCAA tournament once, and they, they lost that game just like the Browns did. Um, but Vicious mother. There is no reason in the era of the NFL we're in now, everyone's got the same opportunity in the draft, everyone's got at least a similar opportunity in free agency, everyone's got the same salary cap. There's no reason why the Browns should have as many losing seasons as they do over the past 30. What is it, like? 25 or something like that losing season. They constantly screwed up quarterback. But all I'm saying is there's no reason aside from that. It's a big reason. If if you call it chance, there seems to be a curse over the Cleveland Browns that they can't get the quarterback right, that they can't get over the hump. So even whenever they do have a good season like they're having right now, you still have that thought in the back of your mind, well, it's the Browns. You know, I would. The, Brown, the Browns are a good team this year, but whenever the Browns are on TV this year, do you go, oh, let's, let's go watch the Browns? Oh, with Flacco, I will. Now you will, yeah, because he had that one good week, the the week that He's finally that seven. finally made you go, you know what? But there was one where he put up like last week, three hundred yards in the first half, they, where you go, wow, maybe the Browns are a contender this year. They put up it a lot of points. It took you until week seventeen to say, wow, maybe the Browns are a contender this no, year. No, that's what it was. Once, once uh, you know... How many times have we talked about the Browns on the show this year? Minimal. We, our, our boss, Rob, is a proud Brown fan. Mm-hmm. And I remember the heartache of Cleveland fan. Great comparison. And you being a Denver fan, you know the lore of, Chicago, of, of Denver v. Cleveland mm-hmm. with the drive and then the fumble. Yes. So, and those were back-to-back years. Uh, way, way, way before what young Elijah Herbal was born. In, in Broncos fans' memory, they like those memories, but you don't ask about the Super Bowl two weeks later? No, you don't. Because they got killed in both? Bludgeoning by your friend Tom Rathman. <laughs> Is Tom Rathman one? Was it, the, was it Washington in the other? Was it the, the Cowboys was, in the other? No, it was. Because they've, they've been bludgeoned multiple times. No, it, it, it was Washington one year where uh, your friends jumped out 10 nothing and then got ripped by Doug Williams and then... Uh, San Fran hung a, a fitty spot on him, and I think that was Steve Young's first Super Bowl. So, yeah, anywho. We're, the, Bron- the Broncos, that, that is their tradition, is getting bludgeoned in the Super Bowl. Seahawks have done it. The Cowboys have done it. The 49ers have done it. Washington did it. Broncos. But at least you got three. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> at least you got three. So where I'm going with this is your your excitement level versus your reserve. You don't want to get hurt again. Like, and, and this can, can cross over football, basketball, if you're a Nebraska fan, because 
of of how things have ended. You get emotionally invested as a sports fan, and then it goes sideways, and it goes sideways in a manner that it's one thing to lose. It's how you lose that is the PTSD effect on you as a Nebraska basketball fan. You're not quite ready to move on from what the hell happened against Minnesota and Creighton while still in the other column putting this win last night, 86-70, to 70, in a super impressive category. Because of the four- and five-star talent Indiana has, the way Indiana opened up, uh, being able to go high-low and just get you know a dunk contest going, what Nebraska did was dominate defensively. What Nebraska has is a style and an identity. And as, as big of a mess as Indiana was turning the basketball over 19 times, those were forced. Nebraska had 15 steals. It was Nebraska's defense that caused a lot of the turnovers, and that turned into 27 points. Uh, he's not Rodman for his antics, but his game and his purpose for rebounding and being blue-collar, Josiah Alec was a party to watch last night. He is such a, a hustler and a great guy. I love him sacrificing his body and, and really clinging to that role uh, as a uh, kind of a Windex stopper slash uh, rebounder, and that's how he's going to get down and help this basketball team. Bryce Williams is a big-shot taker and maker, uh, kind of a lull offensively in the second half. He had a big-time three to give Nebraska some breathing room, push the lead back up from 8 to 11. Uh, you have a guy in Jawan Gary that is really talented defensively and is such a, a freak athlete, can get to the rim, can make some nice shots. And then you have Tominaga, Elijah, where he just went off. He loves the moment. He loves the stage. And he was on the right side of a streak. He was on a heater last night where he went absolutely off for 28 points and shot at a high level and took some good shots. But that's just it. This basketball team and their personality is defense first, let's grind, let's play physical, and they're also very mindful. They have not forgotten the lesson of Minnesota. You and I both three weeks ago said that's – that's a loss if you don't fix it and get your arms around it, can can turn your season on its ear. Well, Fred Hoiberg fixed it. They have a long enough memory to not get too cocky and think they've arrived. They just keep on grinding, which is what they need to be. Now, we'll see how they handle Saturday. I want to give him congratulations, and that was fun. That was a great night of basketball to, to whack Indiana if you're a Nebraska fan like you did and to just kind of have it happen going away where you were, you were just able to strangle him and hit a lot of big shots. Fun moment uh, against a program, the stature and the talent level of Indiana. But now you got to regroup and go to Wisconsin, and it's going to be a rock fight. It's going to be the first team to 60 mm-hmm. probably on Saturday. And then you turn around, and here comes number one. Assuming they stay unscathed, then it's Purdue, where this place is going to be off the hook, wall-to-wall crazy. You go get a win Saturday against Wisconsin, and you got Purdue, number one in the country, coming to town. By the way, Nebraska's tied, three-way tie with Purdue and Ohio State for second through three games. But really what kick-started this thing was Michigan State in response 
to uh, the mess you left on the court against Minnesota. Well, and, and to get back to my original point about the Browns, I feel like both the Browns fan base and the Husker basketball fan base has this feeling of, you know what, we just can't have nice things around here. And you, you got the after Creighton and after Minnesota, you had that thought of, okay, you know what, this team is a paper tiger. They, they had an easy schedule, but then they start stacking some good wins together. They have confidence. They have confidence. And the question that remains now is, is this team different than all those teams in the years past that have caused you heartache? I mean, the the the, That's, the, the, the number one moment in talent my... Talent-wise, I mean, they're comparable to some of those early to, to mid-90s teams. None of which won an NCAA tournament game. No, they didn't. The season always has ended in hard They always kind of limped in, too, as an 11 or a 9 or an 8 seed. So it wasn't, with the exception of the 91 team that was a 3 seed, they got upset as a four, you know, by Xavier uh, and, and Pete Gillen. You know what? I don't know. Right now, the Athletic has Nebraska as a play-in. This was pre-New Year, pre-Indiana win. The Athletic has Nebraska as a play-in contestant with Washington in Dayton. So you're technically in the tournament. I think Nebraska's a better team than that. Uh, Well, right now I think they are. And I think the Big Ten's down, but I still think you're going to get seven or eight. I think the SEC's looking at eight or nine right now. Uh, I haven't quite gotten into full bubble watch mode, but I think Nebraska basketball has the talent, they have the pieces, and they can keep sending bodies at you. I mean, Rink, Rink came back with that knee issue Listen, I know he went three for nine or three for ten from the floor, but had a, a ton of rebounds. His presence there gave Nebraska a, a lift. Just his 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 persona and what he does in the paint. And when he when he did make shots, they were pretty key makes when, when you're in a back and forth game early. But it's all about Nebraska creating offense off their defense. They've grown up, right? They 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 took their misstep their screw up like a man and they've responded so far they're gonna have to do it again this year i mean they may have a season to remember they may have a banner year in the big 10 this year but there's still going to be some missteps because there's always a pitfall waiting in the big 10 on the road Mm -hmm. and it could be wisconsin it could be rutgers it could be some of these teams that that just have a good night and you don't because you're on the road or even if you you have a hiccup at home. That happens in the Big Ten. But I really am impressed with Nebraska, all of their uh, their pieces here. And I love what Fred's been able to do with this Nebraska team. And you want to talk about the mulligan, getting it right, brother, being able to go find people that fit in and buy in and, and accept their role. Uh, they may have had more talent for the next level in some previous seasons, but what a, what a mess it was chemistry-wise. You've got really good chemistry right now. And the most important thing is they, they, they don't run from the, the Minnesota memory. Mm. They, they say, yeah, dude, that was, that was awful, and I'm paraphrasing. But they, <laughs> they have that on the board, uh, I assume, right? Remember Minnesota. Every time they get out to the locker, from the locker room to the court, to start the second half. And, and that's what last night showed me. Last night showed me that the team we saw against Minnesota is not what this team is. But last night was not enough to show me that this is the team. And you know what I mean by the team. The team that finally gets over the hump. The, the team that finally gets that NCAA tournament victory. I still, I think they could. I, I think they could. I haven't seen it yet. I'm still waiting for a game. If they get a win what, against what, what Wisconsin. Makes you, what makes you hesitant? 
Just you haven't seen enough. The history, they haven't beaten enough. The history teams. of Husker basketball, the PTSD of watching this team for the past 24 years. That you know, so what? you'll believe it when you see. We it. can't have nice things, but they got two big opportunities. I think to show a lot of people in this fan base that you you are the team that could do it, and that's road trip to Wisconsin, very very difficult matchup, and then a, a home game against the number one team in the country who. Let's be honest, Nebraska under Hoiberg has done a good job against Purdue most times out. Nebraska, despite how bad they've been over the past couple years, seems to always be a thorn in Purdue's side. They, Purdue plays them a lot closer than other schools. I'm just throwing that out there. But I'm waiting for that, that, that moment against really quality competition that shows me, you know what, this team could be the team that he's ready for the, the lights of March. We'll talk uh, some football and portal names. Anonymous checks in with Nebraska winning a tournament game be a considerable sign of the apocalypse. Uh, We'll get into it. Hail Varsity continues.